BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Childs drives and dunks. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are in Palo Alto, California to face the Stanford Cardinal in the first round of the NIT. Now, BYU was selected as a sixth seed in the NIT after finishing the regular season and the West Coast Conference Tournament with a record of 24-10. The Cougars' last game was a 75-54 loss to Gonzaga in the tournament championship game back on March 6th. This is BYU 14th appearance in the NIT. The Cougars have an 18 and 11 record in the NIT, which includes titles in 1951 and 1966. In 2013 and 2016, the Cougars were able to advance to the semifinals in Madison Square Garden. And if you're going to be in the NIT, the goal is always to get to MSG. Now, Stanford, they finished 18 and 15 overall and tied for third in the Pac-12 at 11 and 7. Reed Travis leads the Cardinal in scoring and rebounding at 19.5 points and 8.5 rebounds per game, basically 20 and 9. Travis earned all Pac-12 first-team honors. And Stanford has four players averaging double figures, but Reed, who, by the way, BYU saw when he was a freshman back in 2014, he is their go-to guy. Now, the winner of tonight's game already knows who they'll play. They will take on the number two seed, Oklahoma State. But first things first, got to handle your Visit business tonight. And speaking of tonight, one of the players who will be called upon for BYU to help come off the bench is junior guard McKay Cannon. McKay has been one of those bench guys that the team really relies on. He's averaging just under four points per game, but what McKay brings is a player who's not afraid of any situation. He's been a starter and understands that his responsibility is to be whatever the team needs him to be. That's just one of the things we talked about after practice the other day. So what was the reaction when you uh, saw BYU's name pop up there on the screen with the NIT? You know, there was a little bit of excitement. Um, I think we're a team that wants to play, obviously, and um, it's just another opportunity that we've been given to go out and play in the tournament, so we're excited. Was there some nerves leading up? Because I mean, you guys play a couple of days early, so you've got to sit around a little while. Does that get a little nerve-wracking for you? Yeah, I mean, we had a Saturday practice. So it was kind of like a, it's kind of a weird, empty practice just because we didn't know if, uh, what, was, what our future was as far as this year goes. And once we found out, I mean, we were ready to go. Well, as you were saying, it's just an opportunity to continue to play basketball. And, I mean, at this time of year, I mean, that's really what you're asking for, isn't it? Exactly. Um, I think it's a group that just loves to play basketball. I mean, throughout the year, we've had great practices. There's been very few practices where we weren't engaged and, and locked in. So we're a team that loves to play, and that's what we're going to do. Before we look ahead to the matchup against Stanford, let's look big picture. For you personally, and then we'll, I'll ask you about the team, but for you personally, how did the season to this point go for you? I mean, personally, it was uh, it was a great opportunity. Um, things fell in line perfectly for me, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, but as far as the end of the year goes, I think we obviously wanted to get that last game against Gonzaga. They're a great team, and um, but I, also I think we shocked some people in beating St. Mary's and. 
Um, but I think it's something that we can uh, build upon this year, and hopefully next year we can get over the hump. And, and obviously we got to take care of business uh, to finish up the year. BYU hasn't been in this conference very long. I mean, obviously it's not like they've only been in there a year or two, but do you guys find yourself rooting for the other teams in the conference to do well, or is, are, you guys, are you guys not at that point yet? Uh, it depends who you ask. <laughs> I mean, for me, I think once uh, the season's over and everyone goes their separate ways, I, I want us to do well. I think uh, the West Coast Conference needs a little bit more respect, in my opinion. Um, and so hopefully we can go out there and represent. Overall for, for this team, what, what do you like about, and I understand that you, you mentioned you didn't like the way you guys ended the WCC tournament with the loss, but overall, what, what do you like about the way this team is playing heading into the NIT? I think we're a group that's really together. Um, I think on the offensive end, we're moving the ball and we're staying within um, ourselves. And defensively, I, I We've improved. Um, we've really locked down teams on the half court, and I think we've really um, we pride ourselves in that and being able to control uh, the half court on offense and defense. You're one of those guys that, that comes off the bench and is asked to, you know, kind of bring that instant energy and immediately be able to step in and kind of do whatever the team needs at that point. How do you guys coming off the bench? feel with that role and, and how important and vital it is to, to the team's overall success? Uh, first off, it's our role, so it's something that we, we want to do. We want to affect the game in ways that maybe um, others can affect the game, and that's effort and um, just getting out for loose balls and things of that sort. And, and it's really important. I think um, I mean, I've been, I've started games, I've mm-hmm. came out, I've come off the bench, and um, each person's really important. Uh, as a starter, you, you want someone to come in and continue to bring that energy so there's no drop-off. For you personally, as you mentioned, you've done both. You've been a starter. You've come off the bench. What's the mindset or where is the difference in those two roles? Personally, I almost enjoy coming off the bench sometimes just because I'm able to watch the game for whatever it is, four or five minutes, and kind of see um, what the what they're doing defensively and offensively and just kind of be ready for when my situation comes up and, and prepare. It gives you an opportunity to see it um, before it actually unfolds in your end. What have you guys been able to see? And maybe you had some, some prior knowledge of, of Stanford to begin with, but what have the coaches talked to you about this matchup with the Cardinal? Um, they're a really good offensive team. Um, I think they're second in the Pac-12 in offensive rebounding efficiency, and they're also a team that wants to get up and down. They're one of the top teams in, uh, in tempo, and they're a great team. Um, we're excited for the opportunity to go to their place and, and compete and try to get a W. The cool thing, and this is really regardless where you play, there's always going to be BYU fans, <laughs> yeah. but Northern California, there's a lot of Cougar fans. You probably should be well represented there in terms of the fans. Absolutely. You would think that I think all the California games we've had a great showing of BYU fans. So what do you think it's going to take? Last thing, and I appreciate you taking the time. What do you think it's going to take for you guys to be able to advance to that next game? I think it's just going to take a focus, an edge, and we're going to, want, we're going to have to want to play in this game. I think it's, it's really tough at the end of the year, especially when we obviously want to go March Madness, and sometimes things don't work out. But if we want to win this game, we're going to have to compete and really want to win this game. Thanks, McKay. Good luck on Wednesday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great stuff from McKay Cannon, and I thought his last comment talking about we've got to we've got to want it. I think that's an interesting comment because certainly, and the coaches have talked about this, the players talked about it really from day one, even from media day before the season began. They were talking about the goal is to get to the NCAA tournament, and so certainly there's you know disappointment when you can't reach your goal. But now that you're in the NIT, it's all about making the best of it, and I think that's what this team's looking to do. This team has a really good 
mindset heading into this game against Stanford. This is, you know, BYU's the, the, the lower seed, and, you know, Stanford's at home, but this is a good matchup for BYU. Uh, BYU can go in and win this game tonight. That's what makes this matchup so exciting to be able to check out tonight and uh, looking forward to uh, the game coming up at Maples Pavilion. That's where we will head next. It's time for our courtside conversation. Mark Durant will join us from lovely Northern California. That's all coming up next. Cougar Pregame Live will continue in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 75-66, a Zuck attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. It's time for our courtside conversation with the one and only Mark Durant, who joins us from Maples Pavilion, site of tonight's NIT first-round matchup between BYU and the Stanford Cardinal. Good evening, Mark Durant. Good evening, my friend. Here we are again, and uh, Maples Pavilion, Northern Cal. I mean, this is good stuff, right, man? Absolutely. This is uh, this is going to be a fun matchup. Now, before we went on the air, I asked you if you had seen the tree. Uh, you said you had not seen the tree. I made what I thought was a funny joke. I said, I hear he's a real sap. Uh, I told you that you could use that on the air if you would like. Uh, you have declined. Is that correct? Well, uh, I mean, it's a good joke for you. I mean, it's one of your better ones, but it's it's a little too, you know, it's my, my fans have come to expect a lot more from me than from that than that. It's, so it's a fair point. no offense to you, uh, other than I'm saying it's you know you're not very funny. But other than that, no offense to you. Thank you. As long as you say no offense, then you can say whatever you that's want. Right. It cancels that's everything right. out. Ricky Bobby says, yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so let's look big picture first. How would you describe BYU season now that non-conference, the conference regular season, and the conference tourney is now complete? I think it's a really good season. Uh, you know, if if you tell me this is how it was going to turn out to begin the season, I'd probably be okay with that. I mean, this is a team lost Eric Mika, Nick Emery, two of your best players. I mean, Eric was is an all-conference player and NBA type guy. Didn't work out for him, but he thought he could make it in the NBA. So. Uh, he's one of the best big men in the West, so you just you lose that. And if you don't think Eric Mika and Nick, Nick Emery would would help you win three or four more games, I, I don't I don't know how to how to even argue that with you because they were excellent players. And so BYU was kind of behind the eight ball a little bit with that, but the Yoli played had just had an amazing year, and Elijah Bryan emerged healthy and was fantastic. And and notwithstanding some shooting struggles and some other issues that have come and injuries, BYU's really performed well and won a lot of games. And uh, obviously, you, you want to go to the NCAA tournament. You want to win your conference. Clearly, those goals were not met. But that doesn't discount the good things that you did. And so I'm trying to be positive about it, and I think there is a lot to be positive about. And if you can somehow manage to keep guys together, get a little bit older together, have some senior leadership with guys that are really good players, add some new athleticism and, and other players into that mix, uh, I, I think the future is bright for BYU. But I get why people are frustrated. You don't want to be here necessarily in the NIT, but that, that's not to say this team didn't perform well. They play hard. They play good defense. And they've, they've done a really nice job. And I'm, you know, I, I'm very pleased with this team. I like this team. Uh, but, you know, I, again, everything I say is couched with, it's maybe it's not where you want to be necessarily, but 
that's not to say you didn't have a very successful, fulfilling year. All right, so let's look at BYU's current situation then. There were some hopes, certainly, and, you know, I thought a case could be made that BYU could have hosted an NIT game. That didn't happen. They come in as a number six seed. What was your, your first reaction when the news came down that BYU was a six seed traveling to Stanford? Well, I mean, I was happy about it because uh, there was a question whether or not BYU was going to get it in, in at all with how things shaped out. And I, I like the idea that you get to play Stanford, but... Uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit ridiculous, too, in my estimation that BYU would get a sixth seed when you look at some other guys. Like Utah, for instance. Everybody knows I'm not a big fan of Utah, but BYU beat Utah quite handily and had, what, five more wins. And, but the fact that Utah is in the Pac-12, uh, they get a Are two seed. Are they in the Pac-12? <laughs> I hadn't heard that. I think on some of their logos I've seen that. Mm, uh, I, I, okay. need to, I need to confirm that. But, Probably uh, have to pay more attention to that, I guess. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't think anyone with a straight face can argue that Utah was a better team than BYU this year. I, I guess Ute fans would, but uh, I, I mean, uh, but 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 that's the way it is. That, that's the that's the landscape is changing, Jason. Is if you're not in, in a Power Five or Six conference and they get a chance to kind of play the, the top level teams every week and boost all boost all those kind of numbers. Uh, I mean, it's. You're just going to be in a tough situation. Go to Gonzaga. I mean, uh, listen, that's a team that's ranked, what, fifth or sixth or something along those lines. They get a four seed? Yeah. I mean, and that's ridiculous. And St. Mary's is, to me, I'm no fan of St. Mary's, but that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And, and I, I get the fact that St. Mary's didn't schedule anybody. Yeah, we all, no duh. That's why they're not in. But that doesn't mean that they're not good. And they're clearly, clearly should be in, in, in the NCAA tournament. They're, they're a very, very good basketball team. And, Dave Rose, I think, recognizes things have changed and will have to change how, how far, as far as how you schedule. But uh, it, it's all about uh, the, kind of the rich getting richer at this point. And BYU's kind of scrambling to find how they can fit in and be successful in that kind of environment. Talking with Mark Durant, joining us from Palo Alto, California, where BYU will take on the Stanford Cardinal tonight at Maples Pavilion. That game set to get underway in about 45 to 50 minutes if everything is on track. Uh, Greg Rubel just tweeted this out a few minutes ago, and he will have more on this when he speaks with the head coach of the Cougars, Dave Rose, coming up in about 15 or 20 minutes. But Dalton Nixon injured his shoulder against Gonzaga in the WCC championship game. He had surgery yesterday. He is done for the year. What does the loss of Dalton mean for BYU specifically tonight? Yeah, he hurt himself on the last play of that. I saw it. I could see that he'd hurt his shoulder, but he kind of shook it off, and I was hoping that was the end of it. But uh, clearly it's not, and he's going to be out for a few months. And uh, obviously that's disappointing because Dalton, Dalton's kind of had stops and starts so far. He, he just, when he seems to be playing his best basketball, he, he has a setback. So that that's tough. Dalton is a, is a guy at that position that brings you a lot of versatility. Probably the hardest working guy out there. Your best offensive rebounder, which BYU desperately needs. And he just plays hard and smart, plays with confidence. And uh, so it, it's very tough to lose Dalton. I mean, <laughs> BYU always seems to have somebody go down right before uh, postseason right. play. But uh, and this is a great opportunity for a guy like Peyton Dastrup. I mean, a lot of people want him to play more. He'll get a chance to play more in this game and kind of show what he can do. But, man, Jason, when you get these opportunities, you really have to take advantage of it. I mean, you, you just have to go out and play right, make the right decisions, don't hurt the team, and, and be a little bit of a spark, which Peyton always is. I mean, great team guy. I love it. I, I, there's no one I want to have success more than Peyton Daster. He, he's so fun. such a great person. Uh, but he, this is his chance. He's going to have to go out and really, really play well and show the coaches that he can be trusted out on the floor and he can contribute. 
And uh, as bad as it is when a guy like that goes down, I mean, for instance, his uh, Dalton's dad, Kevin. I mean, he had injury problems. I was I would have always been behind Kevin, uh, but for his injuries, and that gave me a chance to play and show what I could do. Uh, certainly, no one wishes that. Kevin was one of the all-time greats at BYU and would have been, uh, you know, even better if he could have stayed a little bit more healthy. But the, the whole point of what I'm saying is. I got a chance then to step into that role, and uh, those opportunities may or may not come. And when they do come, man, you really have to grasp it. And I hope Peyton can do it. Before we get to the specific matchup tonight, I wanted to ask you: There will be some new rules being implemented in the NIT. Uh, we saw this last night, you know, such as a four ten-minute quarters, which I'm a huge proponent of. I hope that that is implemented into the NCAA next year. You've got a wider lane, a longer three-point line. What are your overall thoughts on, on those? But also the idea of, of playing um, one way all season and then playing with new circumstances in the postseason. Does that could that mess with the team? Uh, yeah, I mean, but I, I don't think it's so drastic that it's messing me up. I mean, it's like a, a foot and a half from the three-point line. And these these kids, wherever you put the three-point line, they're going to shoot behind gonna, it. They're going to shoot behind it. They, they don't <laughs> care. And uh, But I do I, I do like I think the three-point shot is way, 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 way too easy, notwithstanding BYU can't make any, but it's way too easy. So I'm all in favor of making that a more difficult shot. And I like the, the key stuff because – uh, a big guy can't just kind of camp out down there, and, and it makes it, it's much harder to get position, uh, the, the really good position if you're a big man. So I think BYU being a little undersized, that helps them. I think, let's say, like you're playing against a team like uh, St. Mary's with Landell, it's going to force him to likely get catches further away from the basket that will help you. And Yoli's not a guy that really is a a position guy where he scores he can catch it anywhere and score so i think that helps byu but i, I think it's fine i mean it's not dr- drastically different to, and uh, it's kind of a fun little change and it's probably the way basketball is going to go anyway and you get a taste of it all right so what do you think of uh, how byu matches up against stanford what what do, what do you like about this matchup that may favor the cougars well i, I watched uh, some stanford film today and my impression was they're kind of a poor man's gonzaga uh, they have the kind of the size everyone seems to be six eight and athletic, and that's kind of Gonzaga's uh, modus operandi, but they just don't seem to have the skill level as, as Gonzaga. So uh, they're bigger, but they're a little bit slower, and they, they, they shoot the three well but don't shoot a lot. They get to the free throw line a lot. They rebound the heck out of the ball. And uh, so I think it's very similar to what Gonzaga does. And my question is, you know, BYU's kind of been able to hang with Gonzaga for a half and uh, up at Gonzaga for most of that game. Can, can BYU kind of play that way but play an entire game? I, th- I think they can against Stanford, but uh, it's still a very athletic and big type of team, and it's going to pose the same types of challenges that you have against a team like Gonzaga. So it's, it's going to be a real challenge. Mark, great stuff as always. Thank you so much for the insight, and we'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Sounds good, brother. All right, and again, I'm just throwing that out there. If you want to use the sap joke, it's there. <laughs> hey, listen, we were all rooting for you, but you were barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> oh, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mark Durant. Thanks, Mark. Hey, Jason. Appreci- yes. We're going to leaf you now. <laughs> oh, man. This is uh, this has turned out to be one heck of a pregame show. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Mark. Yep. We'll hear both of you guys coming up in just a few minutes. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college basketball. First four going on right now. We'll let you know how things are playing out in the NCAA tournament, plus other action in the NIT, and how about maybe even the CBI? It's all coming up. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
BYUmusicStore.com is your source for the best Brigham Young University performances. You may like BYU's a cappella performers Noteworthy and Vocal Point. Maybe your taste is more the exuberance of the BYU Men's Chorus. There's also queued up and synthesis for exciting jazz and the precision and artistry of BYU singers or the globetrotting chamber orchestra. BYU Artists' Best Performances are available for your collection at BYUmusicStore.com. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Getting you ready for the number six seed BYU Cougars and the three seed Stanford Cardinal. It's coming your way in just about 35 or 40 minutes from Maples Pavilion in Palo Alto, California. Let's update you on other college basketball scores. Yes, there is NCAA tournament action tonight. Two matchups. It is the first four and one card has already been punched to the next round. That would be Texas Southern. They defeat North Carolina Central. 64-46, they move on. The other first four game, it is in the first half, 14 minutes to go. It's between Syracuse and Arizona, two 11 seeds. This one is early, but Syracuse has the two-point lead over the Sun Devils, 10-8 in the NIT. And remember, we're going from scores in the first half and second half to NIT games that are quarters, so first, second, third, and fourth. In the third quarter, it is Temple leading Penn State in the NIT 37-31. to Heading to the second quarter, Mississippi State is leading Nebraska 19-12. to Cougar fans, this will put a smile on your face. How about this one from Salt Lake City? The end of the first quarter, UC Davis, the number seven seed, leading the second-seeded Utah Utes 17-11. to Again, that game just ending in the first quarter. So lots of basketball to be played at the Huntsman Center. A couple of finals for you. LSU defeats Louisiana 84-76. It was Marquette, the number two seed, defeating seven seed Harvard 67-60. Besides our game at Stanford, the only other game tonight in the NIT will take place in Seattle. The fifth seed Washington Huskies taking on the Boise State Broncos. And remember, the the reason that game is being played in Seattle, even though Boise's the higher seed, is because they're hosting a regional and their arena is uh, is not available. So that's why Washington is the lower seed, but getting a home game in their home city. All right. The CBI. Yeah, we'll get some CBI scores in this tonight. In the second half, nine minutes to go. It is New Orleans leading at UT Rio Grande Valley 60-53. to North Texas with a big lead at South Dakota 66-47. to Some finals for you. Jacksonville State over Canisius 80-78. to And it was Campbell 10 better than Miami of Ohio 97-87. Obviously, we'll update scores throughout the night in the NCAA tournament, the NIT, and the CBI if we have time. That is going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we'll get you to Maples Pavilion for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's
It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Maples Pavilion on the Stanford University campus here in Palo Alto, California, as tonight the BYU Cougars open play in the 2018 National Invitation Tournament by taking on the Stanford Cardinal. I'm Greg Grubel, my broadcast partner, the former Cougar hoopster Mark Durant, and DeMarc for the third straight season. Cougars are settling for a postseason consolation of sorts, but while it's not the NCAA tournament, the NIT has a very high-caliber field, and BYU's opponent tonight has beaten multiple teams in this year's big dance. The Cardinal tied for third in the Pac-12 in the second season under new head coach Jared Haas. This Stanford team is on the way up and although BYU's had uh, some of the better analytics metrics coming into this game the Stanford clearly good enough to advance in this tournament. They are playing at home. BYU will need to play a great game to move on to round two. Yeah, I think these teams are very similar in a lot of ways. The way they play, get to the free throw line, don't shoot a lot of threes and uh, I guess the difference is Stanford's got some real big, big guys. I mean, they, they kind of look like Gonzaga to me, and uh, it's going to be a real challenge. I think this is one of those games where the if BYU's at the marriage center, they probably win because we're here. Stanford's got a real advantage. So BYU's going to have to play extra good because uh, here here in Maples Pavilion and uh, this, this team, they, they've got athletes, and uh, they've got some size, and uh, it's posed problematic for BYU this year. But, hey, NIT, and, uh, it, it, you know, it's you're, you're playing extra basketball against the Stanford. I mean, this is fun for me, and I hope the players kind of approach it with that attitude. This is a good opportunity. Let's go have some fun and uh, kind of put uh, a nice positive spin on, on your season. Coming up next, the pregame thoughts of BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Stanford on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Plug score again. Josh here, Harden. That was pretty. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. BYU and Stanford coming up in the first round of the NIT. Tonight's winner will be off to Oklahoma State in the second round on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, or Monday for Stanford. It's a ninth NIT appearance. The Cougars in the NIT for a 14th time, a fifth time under Dave Rose. In two of his team's previous four appearances, the Cougars have made it all the way to Madison Square Garden and the NIT semifinals in Stanford's last NIT appearance. In 2015, they won the whole thing. Earlier today, after BYU's Maples Center shoot-around, Maples Pavilion shoot-around, I asked BYU head coach Dave Rose to size up Stanford, especially in light of the competition BYU's played in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we've had uh, some pretty tough matchups, and... Um... You know, I, I think when you when you play the top two teams, obviously from this year's uh, WCC team league, you, you realize that you're playing as good as anybody in the country. And I think that uh, you know when you look what happened, Gonzaga got a four seed, which is really good for our league, and and St. Mary's you know uh, ends up with an NIT bid, which is probably really good for a lot of teams that are in the NCAA tournament because St. Mary's obviously good enough to to win two, three games in that tournament. They've got a an unbelievable team and uh you know the committee's kind of stuck now of, of, of how they're going to uh, invite teams uh, at one time it was let's get the best you know 64 teams uh in the tournament and over the last eight ten years i think it's gone to a, a different um 
you know, actual what do we want want in that tournament and it's, it's just too bad for St. Mary's because those players uh, have earned the right to play in that tournament and they're not going to get a chance. Stanford meantime is a third place team out of the Pac-12 uh, and I their 11 wins in league are the most they've had in 10 years, Coach. Yeah, normal normal years. That that guy is, you know, he's playing in the um, the NCAA tournament. But this year, the second place team in the Pac-12 didn't even make it to the yeah. NCAA tournament. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that it's a little bit tilted this, um, you know, this year as far as trying to compare even the Big Ten. When you look at the Big Ten and some of those guys who have 13, 12, 11 wins in that league ended up not playing in the tournament either. So. Uh, I think everybody's got the message that uh, the, the games that you voluntarily can schedule on your own is a, is big. That, that's what the committee is really looking forward to and, and uh, you know, something that obviously we'll take real note with when we move forward too. So I, I think that this game tonight, you know, Stanford's strength, their size, and then their, uh, their athleticism on the guard line will be the things that we really have to deal with. We cannot, I, I believe... A lot of games in the in the, uh, the WCC, they're played before the ball is shot. I mean, there's so many, so much action, and so many, you know, uh, splits off of a uh, uh, intern, you know, you know, ball entering the post, and and then once that ball shot, everybody gets back and, and starts to defend. This game will be a lot after the ball is shot. The ball gets up there, and then what's going to happen? Are we going to let them have two shots, three shots? We'll let them have just one shot. Um, get the ball down on the other end. We shoot it, and then what's going to happen to it? So uh, that'll be different in 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 uh, you know what we played for the last probably month and a half. This game won't be one twelve to one oh three like it was last time we were here. But Stanford does want to play an up and down game. Yeah, that was that was a pretty exciting <laughs> game. You know what I remember most about that game was the free throws. It was the year, a couple, two or three, four years ago when they came out to the national in, office right? and said, hey, this is yeah. what we're going to do. The NBA just cleaned up their deal. And, and it was know, early in the season. Early so in the was, first game, yeah. one of the first two or three games of the season, and the whistle just blew all night. <laughs> you know, and we were at the, Everybody was at the free throw line. But uh, the score got to be uh, – I think we were up pretty good, and then they made a real run at the end, and if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I, our guys, I, I like the feel of our guys, the, the – the Saturday practice we had, it was really good, but it felt empty. Monday, it was really good, and the guys seemed to feel like, you know, hey, we got another game, that's a plus. But then Tuesday's practice was terrific. So I'm just looking forward to watching our guys come out and compete. And, uh, you know, we got we got injury bug hit us again. Dalt, um, you know, hurt his shoulder and had surgery yesterday. Actually, surgery was went really well, and everybody's really encouraged about his, his progress. But we're not going to have him here tonight. And, We've been relying on Dalt pretty yep. good in the last couple of weeks. So uh, someone else will get a chance to step in there. Hopefully Pate will get some good minutes tonight and be able to help us. Zach will get some good minutes. But uh, um, I, I, I like to feel the guys, and hopefully they'll all play for each other tonight. Finally, Coach, you know how this deal goes. You get that first win, and it's turned into something pretty special for you. Yeah, that's that's the real hard one. It's like all the tournaments we talk about. Uh, and this is, you know, uh, a little bit tougher. Last night, all the home team won yeah. in the NIT. And I think tonight there'll be some upsets. Hopefully there's one here. All right, Coach, good luck on this one. We'll talk to you postgame. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that is Dave Rose. And tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show, the Cougar tip-off show, is coming your way next, live from Stanford on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Shot, score! Dalton Nixon! Fly right to the rim, up and in! 
This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling courtside seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from Courtside Inside Maples Pavilion on the campus of Stanford University. What a gorgeous day. There's been a lot of rain in, in the vicinity, but, man, when it clears out and the uh, and the blue blue sky appears and the uh, the trees glisten with the rain that's fallen, the what, a, what a beautiful place we are here this evening at Stanford. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you courtside for this NIT first-round meeting between the Cougars and the Cardinal. Our statistician, BYU's basketball media relations director, Kyle Chilton. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Our control board operator, Carter Malloy. Good to have you with us here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Mark, when it comes to the NIT, in contrast to the NCAA tournament, so much of what transpires is dependent on how the participating teams approach their assignments. Some teams are just so crushed by not making it to the big dance that they kind of fold up a little bit in the NIT. Some teams are energized by a chance to play any kind of postseason. Some teams feel maybe hard done by and getting left out, and they go in with a chip on the shoulder, see we got to prove something. Other teams are maybe out of gas a little bit. And then there are teams like BYU, another key injury. Dalton Nixon gets hurt against Gonzaga. Surgery yesterday, he's out for the remainder of the postseason. But uh, BYU's kind of somewhere in the middle there. I, I think they're a team that uh, I think has done well to reach the NIT. This probably wasn't an NCAA tournament team, all things considered, but to get to where they've gotten with the kind of field you've got, I say so far so good and hope for some more basketball. Yeah, I'm excited about this game because I think it, it is a good matchup. you got number three team out of the Pac-12 and number three team at the West Coast Conference, and say what you want about uh, those conferences, the top three are pretty comparable, and uh, so this is a good chance for both teams. Uh, neither one, I don't think, thought they were going to go to the NCAA tournament, so they're not too disappointed, and uh, I, I just think this will be a fun game to see how they play. But, it, I mean, it's a tough matchup. You, you just the eye test, Greg, if you put BYU out there and stood them next to Stanford, you're 99 of 100 people are going to say, well, Stanford's going to win that game because they've got a bunch of tall, athletic guys. But, fortunately, that's not how you decide the game. But, but, but the fact is, BYU's got a real challenge physically, athletically, and they're going to have to play really good, solid, disciplined basketball to win. When we come back, we'll have my conversation with Stanford's head coach, Jared Haas. As the Cougar Tip-Off show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Raise it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. All right, the BYU and Stanford coming up, top of the hour here in the first round of the NIT, a tournament that BYU's won twice back in the day. The Cardinals won it three times, including most recently in 2015. It's a BYU's third straight NIT bid under Dave Rose. BYU has played in the NCAA or NIT in all 13 seasons of his head coaching tenure. After a 6-7 and seven non-conference campaign, Stanford picked up its play in the Pac-12. Cardinal tied for third at 11-7 and seven in that league. They beat two of the league's three NCAA tournament teams. They've got a Pac-12 first-teamer in Reed Travis. They were 7-2 and two in league play here at home. They've got a physical presence that uh, puts foul pressure on opponents and BYU's down bodies. It'll be a challenge for the Cougars to deal with Travis and center Michael Humphrey and keep players in the game tonight. Earlier today, in fact, just a few moments ago, across the way here at the Cardinal basketball offices, I sat down in head coach Jared Hass's office and talked with him about uh, a little bit of deja vu because the last post-game 
last postseason game he coached was against BYU when he took UAB into Provo a couple of seasons ago. He talked about that a few minutes ago here in Palo Alto. Unique situation, and uh, I, I guess I'm glad this is a home game for us because the experience uh, was a, a good one in terms of how uh, uh, awesome the crowd was and that yeah. kind of thing. But the BYU team we played was awfully good and uh, ended with a loss there, but we are excited to be at home. Just one player back from that game, Zach Selyus, that you'll see here tonight. And BYU's kind of changed stylistically since you last saw him. Yeah, I don't remember how many threes they made in that game, but it seemed like a lot. And uh, it was a very, uh, I think this is a different looking BYU team. And it, it goes gives uh, you know, a lot of credit to their staff and, uh, and what they're doing to be able to adjust to their personnel. How proud are you of your squad in that you hit league at 6-7, and seven, drop to 6-8, and eight, and then go on this run to finish the way you did? I am. I think proud's a good word. It's uh, we had a lot of challenges and adversity, and uh, the non-conference with uh, with without having a team that was full strength. And then as guys came back, came back, we had uh, a variety of times that we had adversity, and the guys responded really well to that. So I am proud of the progress we made this year. In terms of matchups, uh, the two foremen we're going to see tonight are truly uh, elite players at this level. No question, and uh, a lot of similarities, I think, as well. Yeah. And uh, you see two guys with uh, uh, bulk and size, but also some skill as well. And so it'll be really interesting to see, um, you know, stylistically how both coaching staffs and, and teams go and adjust to that, that situation. You noted that their, their numbers are very similar in talking about Reed and Yoli. Reed's got a little more bulk to him. How does he use that size to his best advantage? Well, he's adjusted this year. In, in the past, he was more of a low post threat and just catch it traditionally low low post and score the basketball. And while we try and do that some, we also try and get him out on the perimeter. He's shooting some three-point shots, and uh, we like to put it have, put it uh, in his hands on the perimeter, and he's driving the ball a lot more this year uh, than he has in the past. So, you know, with him, we want to keep uh, teams off balance and give them different looks, and, um, and Reed has the ability to score in a variety of ways. Yeah, if you've seen BYU's games from Vegas, as you have, you know that Yoli's shooting a few more threes. Absolutely. He uh, shot the heck out of it, and uh, so we're going to have to pay special attention to that. Stanford doesn't rely a lot on the three, nor does BYU necessarily, but when you shoot it, you've got enough guys that can do it. We're shooting at a good percentage, especially in conference, and uh, but we also understand that uh, we're best when we're attacking the rim, working from the inside out, but we do... Um, once the ball gets inside, we want to make sure the guys have a, a comfort and a green light for the for the right guys to shoot the basketball. BYU and Stanford both very free throw reliant. How do you anticipate uh, rule changes impacting, if any, uh, your propensity to get to the line? Great question. Uh, I don't know that answer yet. I'm excited to see uh, and coach in a, in these games where the rules are a little bit different in the three point line, the wider lane, to see how all that impacts things. Um, and I, I, my my gut feeling is it's going to be a positive impression, but we'll see. Of these rules we're going to see new, do you see one or the other as having a little more foothold to maybe being permanently adopted in the game? Uh, I don't. I don't have any inside information. I think the four quarters, I think, is probably going to make a lot of sense, and I think that um, wouldn't be surprised if that sticks over time. Uh, and I think, But I think the three-point line, the wider lane, those things all, all make some sense and have some merit. Some NIT teams find themselves in kind of a middle ground motivation-wise at this time, but that's not Stanford. I don't think so. I think our guys were – we did have the aspirations, as uh, as most teams, to try and make the NCAA tournament. But I think the guys uh, regroup fairly quickly and uh, in practice. They've been excited about playing with each other and for each other. And it's a good first step, wouldn't you think? I mean, the next step would be NCAAs, obviously. For sure. As a program, we're trying to develop and grow as a program. And this is uh, this is an important step for us to be able to play in the postseason. And uh, we do have aspirations of playing in the NCAA tournament, hopefully sooner than later. But, uh, again, as a program, this is this is good for us. Coach Hass, thanks for your time. Thank you. All right, that is Stanford head coach Jared Haas. Last coached against BYU in the 2016 NIT with UAB there in Provo, as we talked about. 
He was then hired immediately by Stanford. So his last game coached in the postseason was with UAB. Stanford, nothing last year in terms of postseason, but more wins, and now the NIT in his second year here with Stanford. That is Jared Haas. Coming up next, it's our UB the Judge trivia feature as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Stanford on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Oz will drive it, give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. We are getting you set for BYU and Stanford in the NIT first round here at Maples Pavilion. Time now for our UB the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMindUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. The last time the BYU Cougars played a basketball game on this floor was in November of 2013. It looked like uh, kind of an NBA All-Star game of sorts in terms of how frequently teams scored back and forth, up and down. High-scoring win for the Cougs. Question, how many points were scored between the two teams? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues from Stanford on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Touch pass, Celius, three. Got it! Zach Celius makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. All right, time for the answer in tonight's UB the Judge trivia feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. The last time BYU played here at Stanford in 2013. How many points did the two teams score, Mark, between the two of them? One of my favorite games of all time. It was certainly fun to watch and call. I, I think... I don't have it exact, but I think BYU is around 110 and Stanford is around 90, so I'm going to go with a 200 total. 215. Mm. Final score, BYU 112, Stanford 103. We've got starting lineups and the opening tip coming up next here at Stanford on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.